Today, newly released January 6th footage blows a, I would say, gigantic holes through the Democrats' insurrection narrative. And uh, there may be some problematic themes and some classic children's fairy tales. This, of course, from the uh, the party who wants to tell you, we can't ban books. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez and last night Tucker Carlson released the first round of videos pulled from the 41,000 hours of surveillance footage both inside and outside the Capitol on January 6, 2021. And uh, after watching them, I have some questions and so should you, quite frankly. Let's start with the infamous QAnon shaman, Jacob Chansley, who was charged with civil disorder, obstruction of an official proceeding, entering and remaining in a restricted building, disorderly and disruptive conduct in a restricted building, violent entry and disorderly conduct in a Capitol building, parading, demonstrating, or picketing in a Capitol building. Wow, that's a lot. Violent entry, disorderly conduct, that sounds like really serious. Let's see just how violent Jacob Chansley was, watch dangerous conspiracy theorist dressed in outlandish costume who led the violent insurrection to overthrow American democracy. For these crimes, Chansley was sentenced to nearly four years in prison, far more time than many violent criminals now receive. What did Jacob Chansley do to receive this punishment? To this day, there is dispute over how Chansley got into the Capitol building. But according to our review of the internal surveillance video, it is very clear what happened once he got inside. Virtually every moment of his time inside the Capitol was caught on tape. The tapes show that Capitol Police never stopped Jacob Chansley. They helped him. They acted as his tour guides. Here's video of Chansley in the Senate chamber. Capitol Police officers take him to multiple entrances and even try to open locked doors for him. We counted at least nine officers who were within touching distance of unarmed Jacob Chansley. Not one of them even tried to slow him down. Chansley understood that Capitol Police were his allies. Video shows him giving thanks for them in a prayer on the floor of the Senate. Watch. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for giving the inspiration needed to these police officers to allow us in this building. Hmm, how violent. Four years in prison for leisurely walking around the Capitol building with police officers and <gasps> praying. The horror. Meanwhile, Black Lives Matter protesters burn down cities and have their charges dropped. But that's just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to uh, all of these January 6th lies. Here to help me unpack this and much more, I have Blaze TV contributor Yaku Buyans, also host of The Bottom Line, and Alex Stein, host of Primetime with Alex Stein, which you can also find on Blaze TV. So I'm glad that both of you uh, are here today. Um, I've spent a lot of time talking with you about what really happened on January 6th. Yeah. And you are the conspiracy theorist. Yes, I am resident conspiracy theorist. Who always, uh, we always end up being correct yeah, well, on think, all of these things. I think it was pretty obvious that this was a false flag attack. I mean, you can just see from this footage that there's nine officers around the guy and they don't even kick him out of the building. And then when he went in there and he said the prayer, the problem was is Jacob did the wrong prayer. If he would have prayed to Satan, he would be fine. He wouldn't be in jail. But since he prayed to Jesus, 
they have to take him to jail for four years. And that's the sad thing is that these are just minor misdemeanor charges, but they're giving them the extent of the charge and now four years in jail for casually walking around with the police. It, with it the almost police. like like as a matter of fact, I feel like he was acting within the law because he was following the cops' orders. Well, I mean, or at least, I mean, you could make the argument that even if he was like, let's say this, if I am speeding and a cop is speeding next to me and I don't get pulled over at that particular time and the cop is right there seeing that I'm speeding and not doing anything about it, for you to go back and charge me later because I was speeding and the cop, like, but if the cop is, I would say, uh, passively allowing it, they're still allowing it to happen, even if they're not giving me explicit instructions to do it. They're right there. They are supposed to be the authoritarian figure there. If there's a problem with it, they're supposed to handle it in the moment. So by me just seeing that the cop is walking with me, I would say that that is a, a passive way of allowing it. I agree. Yeah. Sarah, I, I didn't know I was going to say this, but to your analogy, that would be the cop being in your vehicle with you, holding the <laughs> yeah. steering wheel for yeah. you as you're drinking your coffee. That's a great point. Yeah. Because yeah. they're literally walking very peacefully. Mm -hmm. No yeah. one's putting a hand on him. No one's apprehending him, trying to open a door. But what struck me when I watched this, and thank you, Tucker Carlson, is well, the, well to they, a should, they should have released it to Sooner. everyone, right? They, well, they should have just yeah, released it well, to the public let him and take not my to biological Tucker. Father. Let's give my biological uh, well, father. Well, <laughs> okay, I'm with Sarah I'm on that one. I'm glad they went through it, I, I'm, I'm but we should have all gotten the footage at the and same sooner, time. And sooner. Yeah. But what struck me was his prayer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. His prayer. He says, Thank you for giving these officers the, the insight to allow us. It's a great point. In the building. Yeah. There's no reason for that man in that minute to have the awareness of what could potentially happen to make up some lie mm -hmm. to go, well, I'm going to say they allowed us, but they didn't. We're not seeing him smashing windows. Th people were allowed in by the police. But it's funny because we said that in the beginning, rumors came out, well, the police opened the gates. Mm -hmm. well, well, a door was left open, right? It's funny how when there's smoke, there's fire yeah. every time. It's telling. This is very, very telling. But to your point, yes, should have been released to all of media. And yes. Well, and, and I mean, mind you, this is the guy, right? Like, yes. this is the guy the they hung their hat on as this is the face of this violent insurrection. Look at this crazy person with the horns on his hat and he's not wearing a shirt and he has his face painted. These are the crazy, violent insurrectionists that we have to stop. Look at that make is the way. extent of it. They're making way for him. Nine you're, they're moving out of the Nine. way. I know. It, I mean, it, it's just incredible. You know, we're stating the obvious because if you remember, one of my most viral moments ever is when I called AOC a big booty Latina. But what that did was that radicalized her to come out of the meeting. And the bigger story was is that she said that January 6th, the Capitol Police let people in. These people could not get in there unless they lifted those mag locks. So it's just obviousville. And I said this to you before the show. Sadly, I don't think we're going to get any sort of retribution. I just feel like they're just going to say, oh, it wasn't that bad, and then just move on. Well, let me. So, so let's talk about that. Um, but I want to I play a couple other clips that came out last night. By the way, um, I think there are more coming out tonight. So we'll make sure to, to cover that on the program. But here was another lie. Brian Sicknick, which we've discussed at length on this program. Brian mm -hmm. Sicknick, he was, he was 
beaten uh, on the head with a fire extinguisher, and that's how he died. Officer Brian Sicknick, he perished. He died in the violent insurrection. Well, not so, because uh, the moment that he was supposed to have been beaten over the head with a fire extinguisher, he was actually, um, after that, after that <laughs> moment, seen in the Capitol uh, looking rather fine, I would say. Oh, and by the way, wearing a helmet, uh, ushering people in a certain direction, watch. Brian Sicknick should not be reduced to a prop for the political ambitions of the Democratic Party. He was a human being. The facts of his life matter, including how he died. To this day, media accounts describe Sicknick as someone who was, quote, slain on January 6th. The video we reviewed proves that is a lie. Here is surveillance footage of Sicknick walking in the Capitol after he was supposedly murdered by the mob outside. By all appearances, Sicknick is healthy and vigorous. He's wearing a helmet, so it's hard to imagine he was killed by a head injury. Whatever happened to Brian Sicknick was very obviously not the result of violence he suffered at the entrance to the Capitol. This tape overturns the single most powerful and politically useful lie that Democrats have told us about January 6th. And it was indeed a lie. And yet they continue to spew it. Um, I want to play one more for you guys, which is one of the, I think, one of the um, videos coming out of this that just raises way more questions that I think you or you could speculate on. But I think that if Congress doesn't take this, the House Republicans don't take this mm. and run with it and get to the bottom of it, we've we've lost our society as we know it. This is Ray Epps, who we've always had these questions. Who is Ray Epps? We've got a lot of mystery surrounding this Ray Epps character and why he wasn't treated just like all of these other violent insurrectionists. After all, he is the self-admitted instigator of this entire event, as you will find out in this clip that I'm about to play for you. And it's not only that, uh, it's that his this video disputes his account, his sworn testimony to the uh, the January 6th committee, it disputes it entirely. Will the House Republicans call him back for more questioning? Will we find out who Ray Epps is? Because, again, he admits he instigated the entire freaking thing. Watch. One of the enduring mysteries of January 6th is the role that intelligence and law enforcement agencies played in the events of that day. We know there was some number of undercover federal agents in the crowd at the Capitol. Officials have since admitted that under oath. But what exactly were they doing there? The January 6th committee worked hard to hide the answer to that question. We do know from contemporaneous videotape that a mysterious figure called Ray Epps encouraged the crowd to go into the Capitol. For some reason, Epps has never been indicted for that. But there's no question he did it. We need to go into the Capitol! Under public pressure, the January 6th committee finally interviewed Ray Epps. Epps told the committee that he never entered the Capitol and therefore never committed a crime. His text messages showed that at 2.12 p.m., he boasted to his nephew that he had, quote, orchestrated the protests at the Capitol. He admitted he helped get people there. Yet, curiously, congressional Democrats consider Ray Epps an ally, not an insurrectionist. Tonight, we can tell you that at the very least, Ray Epps lied in his sworn testimony to the January 6th committee. Epps testified that when he sent the text messages to his nephew, he had already left the Capitol grounds to return to his hotel room. That is not true. 
The surveillance footage we found shows that, in fact, Ray Epps remained at the Capitol for at least another half an hour. You're seeing that on your screen now. Uh, that is perjury. That is called perjury. And if, if we don't have any set of lawmakers who really makes it clear that we have to find out who Ray Epps is. And the American public, the entire American public needs to know how far the FBI's hands went into orchestrating this event. How in the hell do we go on as a country? You cannot. You cannot. I'll tell you this. That right there, this is where the chips fall. Alex, this is where you're going to see who with an R behind their name in the People's House, in the People's Senate, is going to actually stand for truth and justice. This is where I can almost tell you now, I can call some names that will be on the wrong side of this, and hopefully some that will be on the right side. But let's see how, how uniparty they really are and how they play into the, into the nature of the beast, or will they actually represent the people? And as you said, call this guy back, look at his ties to the FBI, look at him as a plant on the inside, for a guy to yell out there, go in the building and don't enter the building. Mm -hmm. Look, this has to be instigated with a fine tooth comb Mm -hmm. to the end. Mm -hmm. To the end where the results and the truth comes to the people. And yes, this time to all media at the same time. Yeah, please. (laughs) Um, Alex, I I know you were a little bit pessimistic earlier when you said nothing's going to come of it. But... Do you agree or disagree with the premise that, like, how, how do we move forward as a country not knowing how far our government went in <clears throat> orchestrating this? Well, let's get real crazy. Uh, the definition of a false flag attack is when you attack yourself under another country's flag. And sadly, what happened here is that, and it was similar to what happened in the whole summer of George Floyd, there are people, agent provocateurs, that are basically paid by the government mm-hmm. in order to cause a disturbance so it looks worse than it really is. And Alex Jones actually exposed this. They've been doing this with the World Trade Organization. They've been doing this for years in other countries, just like when John Bolton said, oh, that's not a coup. I know how to do a coup. So this was a fake coup. Everything about this was literally fake. Now, people went to the Capitol. People did stuff. But that same day, they were able to certify the election less than two hours, I believe, after, after you know the people yeah. left. So if they're able to fun. clean it up and get everybody in there in two hours and make a vote by Nancy Pelosi's daughter can film a documentary obviously it's it was a not a catastrophe that they like to say it is so listen i don't have very much hope if you look at what happened after 9-11 we went and fought a war in the middle east and, and for 20 years spent trillions of dollars and all we did was basically kill young people with drone strikes that had nothing to do with 9-11 so i just don't have a lot of hope that we're going to actually get the justice now they might say oh uh we're going to be a little more lenient. We overcharge some people. That's how they might get us. Is some politicians might stand up, and some of these guys like Jacob, they might reduce their sentence a little bit, but that's never going to actually solve this whole problem of people that are 68 years old with cancer getting basically death sentences. When a guy named Richard Barnett put his feet on Nancy Pelosi's desk, he got 20 years in jail. As a 65-year-old male, that's a life sentence. So if people are actually getting the death penalty, and not enough politicians are standing up for it because we have a uniparty. So I don't have a lot of hope, and I hate to be blackpilled like that, but I think that's the sad reality when it comes to they are are going to use this and politicize this till, you know, till the end of eternity, in my opinion. Alex, I hear you, and I don't disagree with you, but I think this is a defining (laughs) moment for our country. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Either way this thing cuts, Mm -hmm. it's a moment Mm -hmm. for the American people to get a victory, for the American people to, for once, open your eyes and stop being stupid with who you elect to office. Stop trusting these people in Washington, D.C. So whether they do or don't actually go to the end, 
it's going to be telling. Yeah, but let me, I gotta because you've got footage. Yeah, but there's, yeah. A, there's the guy. I, I just want to make this point. The CIA even says they don't care who's president because the president changes every four years. The CIA doesn't. So we have a shadow government in deep state within our own country that until we eradicate them, I don't have a lot of hope for our country as a whole. So let me, let's do this. Let's go ahead and um, and take a quick break. And then I want to, to come back to this topic and talk about the reaction from both the right and the left so far. Before we take a break, I wanna remind you guys who are watching on YouTube, uh, make sure that you, I would just say gent gently click the like button. I just, slam it, I just, smash it. I don't need you to smash, smash it. I don't need you to slam it. I don't need you to crush it. I, if you just gently tap it, I'm fine with that. I like a gentle tapping every once in a while. Uh, also make sure to <laughs> subscribe and uh, comment on the uh, the video here. All right, we got to go to break. We want to thank our sponsor, Keeps. So uh, guys, if the first thing you notice when you look at a picture of yourself is like, Oh, my hairline is not what it used to be, which I can say neither of these Mine gentlemen is a little, on this. I might get some of these hands. Shut honestly. up. No, it yeah. is a little. A full just, head of hair. Oh, I don't know. But let's just be, maybe I'm going to do it to be proactive. But go ahead. You know what? Yeah. Actually, that's a great point mm -hmm. because you can use keeps to be proactive as well. So if you maybe have a full head of hair and you just want to keep it or uh, you've noticed you have a receding hairline and you want to do something about it, you can use Keeps. They have clinically proven, FDA-approved hair loss treatments available online. So you're going to take a couple pictures, you're going to send it in, and they're going to have doctors there who are going to recommend the right hair loss treatment for you. And it's generic, so it's going to save you a ton of money. I believe it's 66% of people, of men who use Keeps, actually experience a regrowth. It triggers a regrowth in uh, men who have already lost their hair. You can see that in Jason Buttrell, who's on this program quite, quite frequently. He, before he shaved it all off, he actually regrew a bunch of his hair. So you gotta try it. You can get a special offer right now if you go to keeps.com slash Y. That is K-E-E-P-S dot com slash Y, keeps.com slash Y. this morning, uh, President Donald Trump called for the release of everyone arrested in connection with the Capitol riot. Um, he said on Truth Social, let the January 6th prisoners go. They were convicted or are awaiting trial based on a giant lie, a radical left con job. Thank you to Tucker Carlson and Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy for what you both have done. New video footage is irrefutable. Now, um, I do, I do want to be clear before the leftists take us out of context. I do think that anyone who was potentially being violent, causing destruction to the Capitol, just like any sort of private property, right, I would expect that they should be charged. Now, I also think that their sentences should be fair yeah. and reasonable in comparison sure. to other people who commit the same crime who are not actually at the Capitol, right? Yes. I think that that, yes. that is the biggest thing. Um, but he does say, let the January 6th prisoners go. I would say, you mentioned Jacob earlier, the, Q, the QAnon shaman that we talked about. He didn't have access to these videos in his defense. Correct. He didn't have access to this in his trial. I think at the bare minimum, there should be some sort of a retrial. retrial yeah. yeah. Right? I yep. mean, I, th this is, the, like, I would say this vindicates him, but at the very least, at least let it go to trial and let it play out because this was withheld from him. And um, you would think that that would be enough to, to trigger some sort of retrial. Um, in fact, I think I'm gonna ask, we're, we, I believe that we are going to have attorney Joe McBride on, uh, one of our friends, Joe McBride, mm -hmm. and he represents a ton of the January 6th uh, defendants. So I wanna ask him 
what is the likelihood that these people can actually go back and find the footage of them and if it exonerates them, what jo happens? Joe may actually, he may actually say that the, the Jacob's defense may file for a mistrial mm. and then retry and then they'll file again, but it, it, you can't, he cannot, that sentence can't stand based on this footage. I mean, you right? wouldn't think. And, and, and also, the footage was withheld from him. It existed. So this footage existed, and many who watched his trial knew that the footage existed. So they held the truth intentionally. for the, So that sentence cannot stick. But again, he's going to need lawyers to step up now. Step up and take this on, take on the head of the snake, mm -hmm. and go cut it off. And, and, I, and I, I must believe, if not down to the instigator, but at least in Jacob's situation, because he's not smashing windows. There's other footage right. of people smashing windows, and you smash someone else's property. Right. There's a law against that. Right. And, 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 but it should be the same for if right. you do that down the street. Well, I mean, I'm just saying Black Lives Matter's protesters got their charges dropped. Yeah. So, well, and I would argue that, that theirs was more egregious because... Burned cities down. Right. Well, people, private properties who had nothing to yeah, do with what exactly. their grievances were. Yeah. Right. I, I, again, no violence, but at least they took their grievances to the proper place, which was the Capitol. Yeah, but this is how bad it is. I mean, gosh, it, it, it would be so great if they would just charge them with the crimes they did. Like I said, like a yeah. misdemeanor or something. That would be so great. But that's not what's happening. These people are actually not even given a bail bond. They're not even able yeah. to mm -hmm. bond out of jail sometimes. And let me tell you what's happening here in Texas, in Harris County, in Houston, Texas, right now because of bail reform. If you have your first capital murder charge, you murder somebody, you are still allowed to get a bail bond in Harris County for capital murder. But you cannot get a bail bond if you walked in the steps of the Capitol in Washington, D.C. So it's just the corruption within our own system. And I think every single person that walked through the Capitol knew that they took a calculated risk, but they, they realized that we didn't live in Venezuela. They probably thought there would be some sort of, you know, not a legal uh, weaponization of our Department of Justice. They probably thought they would get charged with a normal misdemeanor. So it's just really a sad travesty. But Alex, you've got people that haven't been charged yet. Yeah, so I'm saying still in jail. They're held without mm -hmm. charge. Mm -hmm. That is constitutionally yeah. You mean that is that is asinine, and so, and so w didn't we have someone on the show who represented people, same guy, right? Yes. Who wrote a letter right. said, "Please send us to Gitmo." Yeah. Mm -hmm. Please mm -hmm. get us out of here. We'd rather go to Guantanamo yes. Bay. Yes. Well, it basically, those were, is. His, uh, those were his. Yeah, clients. those same guy, right? Yeah. Yep. I mean, um, so I want to play Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, who it's just fascinating watching the left see this happening, I guess, I guess they just, they see their narrative crumbling and they're just clinging to like any defense that they can say because Chuck Schumer said after these videos that um, Tucker Carlson is actually just telling a bold-faced lie, <laughs> watch. To say January 6th was not violent is a lie, a lie pure and simple. I mean, simple. that's not what he said, but okay. I don't think I've ever seen a primetime cable news anchor manipulate his viewers. Oh, oh my God. Oh, wow. wow. I don't think I've ever seen an anchor treat the American people and American democracy with such disdain. Oh. And he's going wow. to come back tonight with another segment. Uh-huh. Fox scared. News should tell him not to. Oh, Fox okay. News. Rupert Murdoch, mm -hmm. tell Carlson not to run a second segment of lies. You know it's a lie. You've admitted it's a lie. What? Um, <laughs> no, he hasn't. Um, but uh, it's really fascinating. He's like, please, 
tell Fox News, tell him not to, please don't, Rupert we don't, we don't want <laughs> you guys to buddy. see the rest of the story, please, <laughs> please, it blows a hole in our narrative that we've been putting forth this whole time, please tell him not to do it, these are actual videos. So funny that he's calling Rupert Murdoch, because Murdoch is as far left and his son is even worse. Yeah, it's but, like but, you think that they can I mean, control yeah, Tucker Carlson, yeah, they exactly. would have been doing that a long yeah. time ago. But Sarah, isn't it funny that they're telling the American people, he's the one lying, what you're seeing is not what you're seeing. You did not see that <laughs> right. man walk with nine officers. Don't That's believe your lying Tucker eyes. is yeah, lying a lie. to you. Lie. Someone <laughs> told me something this morning. It's actually very true. You know what the left will do? They, they won't even defend the video. They'll just play it and let it speak for itself. Tucker should say nothing. Just play it. Just let us watch and go, uh, this man's walking with the cops. They're trying to open doors for him. And then Schumer will still tell you, it's not what you're seeing, Alex. I know it's what you think you're seeing, but it's not. That's the left for you. Yeah, no, I mean, really it is. They, they, they uh, tinkle on us and tell us it's raining. But no, this is the best thing. This is what I love so much, though. Just Chuck Schumer there begging, Rupert Murdoch, please don't yeah. do it. And what he doesn't realize is he's putting Tucker over. Everybody now is even more interested because they see him sweating. So now I'm even more dialed in. It's like, what's going to come up tonight? Like, he gave yeah. him a better commercial yeah. than Tucker could ever give himself. Well, um, Brian Krasenstein, Krasenstein, I don't know how to say it, and quite frankly, I don't care, um, on Twitter, you know those are they twins or are they just brothers? I don't know. They're uh. insufferable, so they might be twins because they're equally insufferable. Um, after all of this happened, after all of it came out, he said, uh, he tweeted out, Breaking, Tucker Carlson is trying to whitewash the guilty plea of January 6th convict QAnon shaman, also known as Jacob Chansley. And he says, here are the facts. Chansley admitted guilt. Chansley was carrying a six-foot-long spear as he broke into the Capitol <laughs> building. Now, you may be wondering, I didn't see a spear. No, he's just talking about the stupid flag mm -hmm. that the guy was holding. That is a six-foot-long spear that he was holding as he broke into the Capitol building. Uh, and then he broke into the chambers to stop the results of a free and fair election. And it's just fascinating. He didn't, like, look. I'm like, have you ever been through the legal process or do you know yeah. anything about it? He didn't admit guilt. He plead down to a lesser charge. You guys heard me read the long, long amount of charges that initially were placed against him. Well, he plead down and they only charged him with one, which was obstruction. That's how it works, because when you have the government, the federal government telling you, we got you and we're going to put you in jail for life. We're going to put you in prison for life uh, unless you plea down and then maybe you'll get a couple years. And you don't have access to the videos. You don't have access to anything to exonerate you. You don't think you're going to be like, oh, OK. You don't think that his attorney could have been he's like, advised you know what? to take the deal. Right. 100%. You know what? Take the deal. 100 percent, because his own attorneys would tell him, if you don't, we've got nothing. Right. We right. don't have the footage. Mm -hmm. Right. Take the deal. Of course he was advised. I mean, but there's not even a question. And how, how ignorant that you can't even recognize the United States flag. That a person would look at it it's and not spear. even see mm -hmm. the flag. He just put the flag on there so that nobody would see the spear. I'm spear. sure that's what happened. <laughs> I would like it if the American flag was on a spear. Send a <laughs> yeah. message to China. Say, we're coming for you, baby. That would be helpful. Well, they, well I just my last thing. They say you yeah. can't beat City Hall. Well, you're definitely not going to be able to beat the federal government. Yeah, so. no, exactly. No kidding. Um, all right, we got to uh, we got to take another quick break. First, I want to thank our sponsor, Moink. So I don't know if you guys realize this. Sixty percent of United States pork production comes from one company. They're owned by the Chinese, by the way. So good luck to you. Their hogs are given something called ractopamine, which is uh, banned in 160 countries, including China. But you're going to find it in that meat that you buy on your grocery aisle every 
day. That's why you need to try Moink. Uh, Moink delivers grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb. They've got pork. They've got chicken. They've got uh, wild-caught Alaskan salmon. They deliver it directly to your door. And these guys are farming like our grandparents did. You're going to taste that in the meat. The family farm does it better. Um, we, we love Moink Box at our house. Uh, my sons, I know I, I say this all the time. Well, first I said my older son is obsessed with the bacon. Well, the younger one is like two and a half now, and I really don't like for him to have bacon, but dang it, he asks for it every time we cook it for the older one. They're both obsessed with it now, so thanks a lot, Moink, because I've got a bunch of meat eaters in my house. Uh, it really is all super, super delicious, and you can pick what is delivered in every box, so you can make sure that it's something that you love and you can cancel anytime. You can go to moinkbox.com news right now. You can uh, get free filet mignon for an entire year in every order do not sleep on that. That is one year of the best filet mignon you'll ever taste. It is M-O-I-N-K box.com slash news. That is moinkbox.com slash news. A lawyer for the SPLC Southern Poverty Law Center was arrested and charged with domestic terrorism earlier this week. Uh, he was among the 23 other suspected domestic terrorists participating in the attacks on Cop City. This is a training facility for Atlanta police that we have talked about before. Uh, violence broke out on Sunday after protesters hurled bricks and Molotov cocktails at officers and set cars on fire. Uh, you guys are watching on the uh, television or YouTube. You can see this happening. I mean, they really are. They are just hurling these things at the officers. You see the officers back up, well, at least one of them, start to back up and retreat. Um, here they are setting fire to this tractor. Uh, again, they are, they are actually, they're trying to, like, I guess, live uh, in the forest area next to where they're building this facility and they're protesting the building of the facility because they want to defund the police, I guess, so that they can go and do criminal things. Um, but uh, the SPLC said in a statement, an employee at the SPLC was arrested while acting and identifying as a legal observer on behalf of the National Lawyers Guild. He is an experienced legal observer and his arrest is not evidence of any crime, but of heavy-handed law enforcement intervention against protesters. By the way, uh, all the suspects are from out of state or from another country, except for two, including this guy. Um, really incredible stuff going on here uh, against our police. And again, I'm not even, I've gotten to the point now where I'm like, I don't know what came first, mm -hmm. the chicken or the egg, right? Because I, I, don't, I don't love uh, where our law enforcement agencies have have gotten, where how far we've we've fallen from where I think we should be and where I think we were back when conservatives were like back the blue. Um, I don't I don't trust the police anymore. I think that COVID has shown us that that you sh you can't always trust the police. There are bad apples everywhere, and um, there were police that went along with unconstitutional orders. There mm -hmm. were police that, you know, abused their power. I personally have had an experience with a police officer who abused her power and put her hands on me as a, a law-abiding citizen. And so um, I just, it's difficult to know, like, did the defund uh, crowd end up scaring all the good cops away, and now we're left with the crappy ones, or vice versa? I'm going to use Dallas as an example, okay. right? So through defund, we lost the Dallas Vice Unit, which is a very important unit to protect children. So it directly impacts our work. So we go to Dallas PD, 
And we find the following in that period that they had infiltrated Dallas PD, the defund movement. Mm -hmm. They had people on the inside, believe it or not, working with the defund movement, right? Not protecting good cops in the department. So mm -hmm. if you had a good cop that wanted to go out and do good, nobody had his back. He was completely exposed inside the ranks on the higher ups and outside. Yeah. So now you're throwing cocktails at them. You're now also funding the ones burning the buildings down. So you're feeling this thing from the top and police hierarchy who started creating this revolving door. Whenever we found somebody inside a department that said, no, 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 we can't be defunding. We, we need this division, right? They'd move him. He'd be in another department mm -hmm. a week later. We'd go, Where's Officer Jones? Oh, he's no longer here. So, so the cops were exposed inside their departments, the good guys. They were ostracized. And then on the outside, they fueled the attack on cops. So yes, they scared them off, but it was from internally as well. That was Dallas, Texas. Yeah. I mean, the, the good guys in Dallas literally told me verbatim, eyeball to eyeball, we got nobody on the inside fighting for us. Right. Higher ups. Right. 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 So it's almost like the higher ups were in cahoots or silenced, coerced, mm. right? So the cop, if you're a cop and you put on the blue and you go, my buddy in my squad cars got me, but my senior ranking officer is not going to have my back. Yeah. And that's the one that matters. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the police force is just like the military. It's very compartmentalized. So you just have one person on top telling the other people what to do. So you can't really get outside that box. So even if you really wanted to be a police officer and try to, you know, affect change, I don't think you even can anymore. So I actually have, a, I'm actually kind of empathetic to a lot of these cops out there because they're just order followers. So they don't actually get to fight crime. And I think that's why crime is at the worst it's probably ever been in my lifetime, at least. And then you look, you look at this in Atlanta, though. The cop city, how they're burning that down. I really actually kind of respect these guys, but you're burning down the wrong place. Go to the CDC and go there and cause some storms. I'm not saying burn it down, but maybe go there and bug those people, not the poor cops uh, you know, of cop city. I mean, I, I guess I will say, at least when we do see a, a violent insurrection, right, a violent attack mm -hmm. on a government uh, you know, property, they are charging them with domestic terrorism. Is that, are they being charged under domestic terrorism? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't charge that. that. And, well, oh. Marjorie tried to claim that she, she wants them to be labeled the domestic terrorist can group. You, can you even. please, I know you're best friends with her, but can you just say for everyone, she, representative, con, representative congressman, congresswoman Marjorie Taylor congresswoman, Green, my, yeah. my girl, she does want them to be recognized as Antifa as a domestic terrorist organization, and I think that's fair. He's, he's on a first-name basis with her. He's like, well, Marjorie was telling me the other day, <laughs> as if everyone's just supposed to know who you're talking about. What can about. I say? I mean, listen, I'm well-connected in politics. Uh, Senator Stein is coming up, so. No, but I, I do think it is absolutely fair that uh, yeah. that they be labeled as domestic terrorists. Now, I'll say this: when we're talking about Antifa, at least, I do think that it's fair that they should be charged with domestic terrorists. However, I've been face to face with these idiots. Yeah. You've been face to face with them. They're not th those guys. Yeah. In Atlanta, completely yeah. different, different, different than the, breed. Yes, different than, breed. than the Dallas. Antifa members yeah. that yeah. I've been face to face with. Well, you, well, you yeah. don't have this. Did you see the Christopher Columbus statue was just defaced in New York City? Mm -hmm. And it was by two white women and they wrote murderers and give us back our land. It's like, so these, I'm saying it's very similar to that where a lot of those people, it's like this white kind of affluent attorney probably. You know, it's like they're just LARPing right. as political activists and this is what they think morally is right. When in reality, it's like later on they'll probably think, oh, this was dumb. Why did I do this? How did this actually affect anything? Right. You know, how did this accomplish the mission? So. I mean, like literally Call of Duty head, headset. 
Yeah, on. goofball, like not even plugged <laughs> in anything. These guys are like out of their mother's basement. They're LARPing, which is which stands for live action role playing. They want to be badass vigilantes, but they're the exact opposite. So I'd like to be able to separate the ones who yes. are are actually dangerous and yeah. doing things like what like what is happening in Atlanta, and the and the LARPers who are like, oh my god, I'm gonna carry around my AR-15 and I'm gonna be really <laughs> tough and scary, bro. You're not using that. The drag queen defense force is what we like to call that. <laughs> All right, we've got to uh, we got to take a quick break. We'll be back with more. <laughs> the drag queen defense <laughs> Book publisher Ladybird Books has been reviewing their book content through the use of sensitivity readers to examine stories for problematic content. Uh, they have used the reviewers to look at its back catalog that, I mean, these are like big classics. You got Snow White, uh, Cinderella, uh, the, the, those big of fairy tales. And there, uh, look, there are certain themes that could be potentially really troubling, like uh, portraying old witches and other withered characters as evil. I mean, that's ageist. You can't do that. That that's that might hurt some grandma's feelings. Um, they also said that there is a lack of racial diversity among the book's protagonists. There's too many white princesses with blonde hair and blue eyes. We can't have that. They also said that the presumption of gender pronouns in the books is an issue and that princesses use the term man when they meet a prince for the first time. And we all know that she hasn't actually asked the prince how he identifies. So you can't use the term man yet. He could be gender fluid. Oh, I said he. They could be gender fluid. You don't know. They could be two-spirit. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know. So why don't you ask his pronoun first before you call him prince is all I'm saying. Um, and love at first sight is also an issue. Cinderella should not be falling in love without formally speaking to her counterpart, as that would be basing her feelings solely on physical attraction. As such, she is placing the privilege of beauty over character traits. <clears throat> Here's what I say, and I'll be brief. Will Can you? <laughs> you don't need to be. No, I will this time. Just, <laughs> to, prove, just, to, prove, time. just, to, just to prove a point. You don't need to be. Tank the whole thing. Let them run themselves into the ground just like Disney. Tank the whole thing. Go ahead. Go woke. Go broke. Yeah, but I worry that, you know, I mean, you're talking about classic fairy tales that they are looking at rewriting, and as much as they want to, to claim that we're trying to ban books, oh, Ron DeSantis has banned book burning in Florida, he's banning books in Florida. I mean, no, he's not, but if you want to talk about banning books, let's talk about changing these books forever. They did it to Rodal, right, with yeah. what, Willy, Willy Wonka's really threatening, we have to change that. I mean, then you've got an entire generation of people who are going to be growing up and going through life, and they're, they're going to have these books forever change, and they're not going to be able to read the actual words that the author wrote. Isn't that dangerous? It is dangerous, but here's what happens. Let them burn the candle because it'll burn fast. And we will <clears> preserve <throat> those stories. Those stories are folklore, and they're preserved, and we have them. And this will let them destroy themselves, and then you bring it back. That's what happened in China. For a decade, no Chinese kid could go to school. They didn't just go stupid. Some people went underground and they preserved stories. They preserved books. I met, a, I met a young man who was the most brilliant mind out of China at that time, 18-year-old boy, 165 IQ. He lives in Nashville, Tennessee. He's like, let me tell you, my father was a professor. When they started burning books unilaterally, he preserved it. And, and it, So I'm just saying, let them harm themselves because they will quickly. They'll go broke. We know those stories. We have those books. 
We can bring them back. We yeah. can revive them. But let them go and self-destruct. Well, I spoke at the Idaho State Legislature because I was doing an event there this past weekend. And, and the uh, topic that I was speaking on was about the sexualization or excuse me, about sexual materials in public libraries. And I went to a public library in Boise, Idaho. And if you just typed in transgenderism or gender, gender ideology for pre-adolescent books, this is talking about gay sex, talking about binding your chest. It's all over the library. And when I posted this video, it got, you know, hundreds of thousands of views. And people on the left side are like, I thought you were conservative. I thought you were pro-free speech. Listen, I, I'm not saying that these books can't necessarily exist, but they shouldn't be targeted towards children. They shouldn't be in a public library. But these people want to change actual speech that's already been written mm -hmm. and then formulate and create some sort of new outcome. That is the real censorship of freedom of speech. You can't even say a, a king is a boy and a queen is a girl. So think about that. They're trying to make kings and queens non-binary. So I'm not trying to prevent free speech whatsoever. But these are the people that are. And at this rate, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Superman's gay. Uh, I mean, every Shrek is going to be gay. Every good story in the world is going to be gay in 2052. Yeah, I mean, maybe, yeah, sorry, go ahead, sir. I think, was Robin always gay? <laughs> Robin Williams? I don't know. No, a, Batman and Robin. Uh, yeah, well, that's a little conspiracy there, too. I don't I know. Like he, I feel like he might have been gay. Which is fine if he one. was gay. Listen, I, I'm not even saying that, you know, gay people can't exist, but this is weird how they're trying to just instill it and mm -hmm. just, you know, infect it in every single but, piece Alex, of there's media. a line. When it starts <laughs> depicting children, you, yeah, you've, of got, course. you've got to look mm -hmm. at culture, and culture right now is not yeah. lining up with the law. Yeah. The law, a child is a victim still, by the way. In all 50 yes. states, 17 and under, of sexual coercion, and the child is a victim. I don't even have to prove that the child's a victim in court. So when you start depicting these stories for June, then I go, you've crossed the line of freedom of speech. Yeah, and, and it, Well, and also there's a difference. Not, when you're talking about uh, having taxpayer-funded books in a library mm -hmm. available to students, that is not a free speech issue, no. right? Yeah. Like, they, they keep conflating it with yeah. free speech. Exactly. That, is, that has nothing to do with free speech. Exactly. Is there pornography in the children's section at your public school library, at your public library? I would assume not, for the exact same reason. So it's such a disingenuous argument that it's Correct. about free speech. The free, this, the, the free speech issue is your government not allowing you to speak freely or associate with all of that. It has nothing to do with not allowing children access to pornographic content. Yeah, Thank and you. that's it. Thank and you. And I always say this, and to your point, listen, I don't think a pride flag should not exist. I don't think we should burn a pride right. flag. But the only difference between a straight person and a gay person, as the media says, is their sexual preference. So why are we congratulating people's sexual preferences in elementary schools? Why are we even talking right. about people's different sexual preferences to little children? So you're right, it's the attack on children. Correct. You know, everything else, it, attack an adult all day long. Not that that's good. I'm not actually okay with that. But I'm just saying, don't attack the children. That is what I really stand up against. But your sexual Password. preference is not your identity. Well, right. that but they, they'll and tell it's you not your religion. Yeah, but that's right? not to these people. 18 <laughs> over, different conversation. Yeah. 17 and under, get your hands off the kids. I agree. All right, we got to take a break. We'll be back. Vice President Kamala Harris was speaking about the Biden administration's climate agenda in Colorado, and uh, she was asked to explain how her life has shaped her work on the climate. She ended up saying, like, hey, I always knew conservatives were bad. Watch. I'm going to share with you a very simple story, which is that I went home one day and I said, well, what's why are conservatives bad, mommy? Because I thought we were supposed to conserve things. <laughs> <laughs> 
I couldn't reconcile it. Now I can. <laughs> yeah, I can't even. I mean, I hate it. There's two brain cells, and one was on vacation. <laughs> no, I think both mm. were on vacation. Yeah, but that's. It doesn't matter how many brain cells. All you have to do is give a BJ to Mayor Willie Brown or date Montel Williams, and then you two can be vice president. I mean, so aside from how horrible it is, it's just like. These are the people who claim that they want division and unity. Someone talking about how even at a young age, she knew conservatives were bad. Okay. Uh, something about that seems very disingenuous. All right. Before we go, I want to remind you guys um, that we have opened up a new email address where you guys can email us. Look, I was reading Dear Abby, and I was like, how come Abby gets to take all these questions and come give on, all this Sarah. life advice? <laughs> I'm here. I'm I'm stable. I, I'm married. I have children. Okay, I'm a reasonably intelligent person. Hit me. I'll give you life advice, dating tips, whatever you need. You can email dear Sarah at theblaze.com. That is dear Sarah at theblaze.com, and you will hear it read here. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com/podcasts.